Welcome, Trust Builders. I'm Sue Dyer, and this is Lead with Trust, where we explore how leaders can build their business on a foundation of trust and reap the rewards of becoming the top performer in their market. Leaders that understand how to use and leverage trust are uniquely positioned to disrupt their industry and dominate their market. Distrust of businesses and business leaders is at an all-time high. Trusted businesses must have trusted leaders, and your team, your customers, and your vendors are waiting for you to step up and elevate the level of trust in your business. My hope is that this podcast can help you start your trusted leader journey. Hi, I'm Sue Dyer. And I have been an entrepreneur for over three decades, really almost four decades. And I sold my business of 35 years at the end of 2020. And I decided to start another business, Sudico, which is short for Sue Dyer and Company, but we forgot all the Sue Dyer and Company part and just called it Sudico. And I started this business to take the trust models that I've developed and proven in the construction industry to any leader who wants to elevate the level of trust in their team or their business. Now, I've been on this trusted leader journey now for you know, over three decades, and I've had the opportunity to work with 48,000 executive leaders on $180 billion worth of projects and initiatives to develop tried and true ways to develop trust in your business. And if I've learned anything, it's that trusted leadership is a journey. And for me, my trusted leader journey started with a fist fight. Yes, that's true. I was the executive director of what is United Contractors Association. And I was at the very first meeting we had for the members and dinner had been served and we were waiting for the speaker to start after dinner. But I heard a lot of commotion and I looked to try to figure out what is going on. And I found out that two of the members were literally having a fist fight in the men's bathroom. Well, you know, I just thought to myself, that was that moment in your life when, you know, your life becomes clear as to what your purpose is. That was my moment because I realized that these fierce competitors really never stopped competing or protecting their own interests from even from each other, even when you're at an industry event. And I thought to myself, you could be at least as successful by cooperating and then you could be by always competing with each other. And so I set out to really prove that that was the case. And I learned over 35 years that not only can you be more successful or at least successful, you can be exponentially more successful by cooperating and collaborating and creating a high trust environment within your business, within your team, uh, within your uh, industry, with your vendors, all of those things 
allow you to tap into the collective wisdom of the people who you are trying to work with or that you are trying to serve or that are trying to serve you. Without that, you really don't have the knowledge, the information to be able to make the best decisions, the best strategies. And also you are just slower because you can't move as fast when communication doesn't flow. And that's what we've seen happens over and over and over. So I started this journey. And of course, as I was the executive director of UConn, I developed that day what I call the partnering way. And the partnering way is really an approach where you refuse to be an adversary no matter what's happening. And you continue to work to collaborate with whomever you're trying to deal with. And we did a lot of things during the tenure I had as the executive director. And uh, I also was the first woman in the United States to head up a major collective bargaining unit in the construction industry. And I negotiated with all of the construction crafts. And of course, that was the very first time they had ever seen a woman at the bargaining table. And they didn't really know how to deal with me. And so what I found is that that allowed me to create a more non-adversarial partnership with them and treated them as if they were our partners. And we really were able to create things that were pretty extraordinary. But let me tell you about the very first committee meeting we had. This fierce group of competitors who were my members, uh, I told them that we were going to have some committees. And I got a lot of pushback that, you know, committees aren't going to work. That's a waste of time. Why are we doing that? And then I spent hours on the phone talking to people about why they needed to be on the committee. And they would tell me how I'm not going to be in a committee with that person. I don't like that person. I, you know, I'm never going to do anything with them. So finally, I convinced them to come and we had our first meeting. This particular committee was a specifications committee, which is, you know, really the ground rules for engagement in any kind of project. And so you can understand in any business, you're going to have some kind of rules of engagement, some kind of document that kind of tells you how you work together. Well, that's what a spec does in construction. So uh, I asked the committee, okay, think about the worst, most onerous, most unfair spec that exists in the industry right now? Well, they talked about it a little bit, but it didn't take them very long to really come up with a particular uh, spec that was owned by a water district. And this water district spec had been in place for a long time. And the committee members had been uh, having trouble with this spec for a long time. And uh, I know that they, it had been in there at least 20 years because for 20 years, different people at different times had sued them for this unfair spec. And every time the contractors lost. So clearly it seemed like the water district was in their rights to do what they were doing. So I asked him, okay, if this spec is so unfair, what would make it fair? So they spent a couple months 
fashioning some language and figuring out how would they rewrite the spec so that it was fair to everyone, everyone involved. That includes the water district themselves, uh, maybe a designer if they're involved, uh, anybody that might be involved, all the stakeholders. How do we make it fair? So they created the spec and I wrote a letter to the general manager of the water district and sent him off our sample spec. And I invited he and his leadership team to have lunch with us. So uh, the day of the lunch, we all arrived. Uh, It was at a hotel. And we walked into the room and the general manager was there. And I sat down beside him. And he had the letter and our sample spec with him. And uh, before I hardly sat down, he said, you know, we received your letter and we received your sample spec. And we agree with you. We agree that it is unfair and we are going to use your spec. The committee went berserk. They were like, how could this happen? Something they believed was wholly impossible just happened in an instant in front of them. How could this happen? They had no idea how this could happen. The general manager went on to say, We loved your approach, that you were fair, and that you created something that was meaningful for us and that will work in the industry. We want you to review all of our specs. So they did. And believe me, this was just the first thing that this committee did. They went on to do many, many more things, as did many other committees, uh, and they continue to do such things today. So in an instant, Things can change. You can achieve what others believe and you yourself believe are impossible when you take a trusted leadership approach. I have seen it dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of times now. It always works. I've seen it with labor, I've seen it with large, small government, private. I've seen it with every kind of business you can possibly imagine. And of course, it works internally within your own business as well. You know, since this, I have had the opportunity to work with 4,000 different clients, and that included over 70,000 different types of leaders, 48,000 of those were executive level, uh, to help them develop high-trust, high-performing teams and businesses. You know, I've worked with so many different businesses and organizations that really, we really have learned what works and what doesn't work. And it isn't a panacea. It does take work, but it most definitely can happen and it can transform things and it does transform things. So while construction was my proving ground and my living laboratory, which was perfect for me because projects have a beginning, middle, and end, I could try different things, see what the outcomes are, try something else, get a different outcome until I could create models that are predictable and that I understand what it takes to make it that way. And so now I want to share these models and concepts, which I really believe are totally universal to any type or size of business. And so I hope that you will be part of this journey 
And uh, we will also explore with lots of other people on their journeys as well, because, you know, it's a journey and it's a very worthwhile journey. And I'm so excited to continue the journey and for you to be a part of it. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust and that wherever you're listening to this podcast, you will subscribe And if you enjoyed this episode, send it to someone who you think can really use this message that you got today. And also, please leave us a review. You know, your honest review, wherever you listen to your podcasts, would be much appreciated. And of course, the more reviews we get, the better they are, the better for the podcast. I'm truly on a mission to get more and more people to understand that trust is the essential element. So I hope you'll be part of that. You know, this show really exists to help you leaders to build your business on a foundation of trust so that you can reap the rewards of becoming that top performer in your market. I see over and over where no one can possibly reach the levels of those people that understand how to build a high trust culture in their business. Now, today, if you're really curious about starting your trusted leader journey, you can get started right away if you just take the free trusted leader profile and you can learn where you fall along the trusted leader continuum. And this really can unlock your confidence on where you are and what you need to do. It's very specific on what you can do gives you a snapshot of your leadership style. So if you want to take that, just go to www.sudyco.com and then forward slash profile, and you will get immediate access to the trusted leader profile. Once again, that is www.sudyco.com forward slash profile. All right, that's a wrap. I just can't wait to hang out with you again on our next episode.